please sit comfortably. Good evening everyone on Zoom and in the room. When we um, study the precepts in Zen, um, we study them from three points of view. And the three points of view are the literal view and the compassionate view and the empty point of view. Um, the literal point of view is um, to do with simple common sense, right and wrong. You know, if we live in a society, we have rules uh, to create social harmony. If you break the rule by stealing or lying or whatever, um, it's um, literally wrong to do it. Um, and if we and and to uh, do the right thing and not lie and steal and so on from that point of view is in a sense of a social contract and you'll get punished if you if you break the law but a deeper motivation is when is the compassionate point of view is that we we don't do harm in the world or we try to minimize harm in the world because of a deep sense of empathy towards others you know and we we identify with others and we wouldn't want to, um, out of empathy, we just simply wouldn't want to cause um, harm or suffering to others. So we do our best not to do it for that reason. And those two are, are much easier to understand. But the empty point of view is, is to realise e emptiness means the suchness of life as it is. Life as it is, just suchness before we bring any kind of concepts to it about good or bad or right or wrong, better or worse, whatever. And it resonates with what um, Shakespeare says in, in um, Hamlet, um, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. It's that, that perspective. But when you put, to put the three together in an example, when I was um, in my early 20s, I was a, a taxi driver earning money while I was going to university. And once on a Saturday night, a rainy Saturday night, I was driving down this, towards the Spit Bridge and a drunk driver ran into me in a collision. We had a head-on collision and um, I wasn't seriously hurt, but I was knocked unconscious and my passengers were knocked unconscious and um, we all suffered concussion. We're very lucky, actually, that we didn't die in it. So if you look at that incident, from those three points of view, the literal point of view, um, you shouldn't have been drinking and driving because it's against the law and it's against the law because it's dangerous to do so. Um, from the compassionate point of view, you wouldn't drink and drive because you'd feel so anguished if you actually harmed anyone. So that would be a, a deeper motivation. But from the empty suchness point of view, what happened, it was just a cluster of causes and effects came together on that night and what it resulted in was bang, right? Just bang is all that happened. Two, two energy clusters came together and boom, stopped like that. That's it. And it's very hard, hard for us to see life just from that perspective. And with the precepts, it's not as though there is one perspective or necessarily that one's better than the other or superior than the other. It's multi-layered. So there is a simple right and wrong about the rules. 
is about not harming out of compassion, but to put it in, in sort of colloquial language, shit happens. <laughs> Driving along and bang, you know, you nearly die. And um, not only is there uh, a collision of cars happens in life, do you know, but uh, collisions of points of view, collisions of opinion, collisions of conflicting interests between people. And there's a, a well-known um, story to remind you of um, in Zen of a man who's out in his boat on a river at dusk, so it's hard to see. And he sees another canoe coming towards him and it's getting closer and closer and he starts to yell out, you know, you know you're, gonna, you're going to run into me. And the thing eventually runs into him, you know, and, and he's outraged. And then he realises that the canoe is empty. There's no one in it, you know, and that's a great metaphor for our life as we're always looking for something to blame, you know, someone's responsible for this or whatever. And at one level there is, but at the empty level there's just a lot of empty boats, you know, that are either clashing into one another or not clashing into one another. You think of it, you know, often, you know, when you've had a an, an argument with someone, you know, and you're so passionate about your position and your point of view and attached to your point of view, but when it all settles down, you kind of go, what was that all about? Hmm? It kind of, you, you start to see partly, at least, you know, you start to see that it's all kind of empty. Mm-hmm. Who was arguing with what over what? You know? There wasn't really any substance to it. But it, it's very... It's very important that our practice brings us into that empty suchness, you know, as Joko mentions a lot during her talks, you know, just coming back to life as it is. Because when we, when we, when we come to that point of view, um, it brings with us um, a deep sense of peace and equanimity because suffering in our life you know, is, a, is an accumulation of collisions of all kinds, you know. And collisions mean things not going our way. It wasn't, the, it wasn't expected that that would happen. And yet we take it personally when it does. When we see things from the suchness point of view, it takes the, it, it, we see there's a kind of a, an impersonal quality that happens. Um, last um, Saturday I was out sailing and the weather forecast said it was going to be a nice day with just very, very nice 15 knot winds. And, um, and I was a long way offshore with all my sails up and looking around thinking it's a nice day and even checked the, the forecast again, said it was fine. And then all these clouds started to, dark clouds started rumbling and coming around. And even then I thought, no, they're out. They're out further out there. It's got nothing to do with me. And then suddenly a, a 40, 40 knot, 40 knots is quite a powerful wind. It's a gale. But suddenly a gale hit me and I had most of my sails on. And, um, but it's, it's impersonal. Like you can get into rage about it. You know, it shouldn't happen to me and the weather forecast should have a better idea of what they're doing. But it's like it just happens. You know? Kind of like the empty the empty canoe hitting you, it just happens. Um, but to, our challenge is to see that, that deeper layer of life and what, what occurs 
um, because without it, we um, we hold on to grievances and resentments and regrets, um, and we make a we make a story out of what actually occurs, and it creates a lot of suffering. And it can also create a lot of um, confusion um, and self-doubt. There was a person I saw today who um, constantly, every time this person sees me, she's in a, a, a great sense of confusion about what to do with her relationship and doesn't trust her own judgment and so on. And um, you can see that when we get caught up in confusion and doubt, um, it's all to do with thinking. You know, it's like it's like the more we think about it, and we, the more we struggle with it, and the more we try to find an answer to it that's some kind of definite answer, the more we stir up and tangle ourselves in the problem, and it gets us nowhere. You know, and um, and the way the way through that, you know, is when there's so much confusion and self-doubt, it's like we've got to empty the mind, we've got to clear the mind. Um, and yes, we have to make decisions, but we make decisions best with the body, not with the mind. If you go back to that Stephen Levine um, essay that we read about opening to the body, you open to the body, the, the body will inform you um, more than what your, your thinking mind will. But wherever there is self-doubt, wherever there is a lot of confusion, you can see for sure there's a lot of thinking behind it. Um, and, and you keep thinking more and more because you think if you just try harder, you'll find a solution. <laughs> but you tie, tie yourself up in knots more. And so our, our practice always is to come out of the, that thinking conceptual realm into the, into, the, into the body and into the experience of the suchness of the body, right? just allowing the body to experience whatever experience is coming and going. When we're, when we're in the body, we're in life as it is. So it's one of our greatest teachers.